I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today I'm going to talk to James Skinner in Hilo, Hawaii. He's a mobile missionary, part of a growing number of young men and young women working remotely and doing missionary work at the same time. He's on a mission team to Hilo, Hawaii to help replant the church and help it to grow. He's working at the University of Hawaii in Hilo, along with Brad Tomashira, who I already interviewed. And we're going to talk to him about what he's learned, what he's gotten out of his missionary trip. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, to make this life count, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I want to invite you to the 2021 CLIMB Conference. If you're leading in a small church, small ministry, small group, you want to do missionary work, you want to grow, you want to be a leader, you don't want to miss this event. There's going to be inspirational speakers, practical instruction, personal growth. There'll be a curriculum given to you so you can come into 2022 and make it your best year ever in the ministry. There'll be massive encouragement. And if you're thinking, oh, I don't know if that really applies to me. If you are, if you are a grower, if you're a disciple who wants to make a difference, you are never going to regret coming to this conference. It's December 2nd through 5th, 2021 in Dallas, Texas. And it's going to be a great time. I, I want to see you there. Go to robskinner.com, look for the Climb Conference tab, and sign up today. I'm excited about this next interview because it's my son, James Skinner, and he is in Hilo, Hawaii, doing missionary work and working remotely. And so I'm excited to, to go to him, talk to him, find out what he's learned in his time being a mobile missionary. James, welcome to the program. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the program. Can you share, how'd you become a Christian? Oh, good question. Um, so, it, obviously, I grew up in the church um, and uh, grew up in majority of my life in Oregon. I was actually uh, born in Japan. I uh, lived there until I was eight and uh, moved uh, to Oregon, um, maybe in fourth grade, and uh, grew up in a small church. And so right around eighth grade, uh, going into my freshman year, I went to a teen camp uh, put on by the Pacific Northwest and just felt called, felt like, you know, Jesus has died for me. Uh, the least I can do is live for him. And so shortly thereafter, I started studying the Bible and um, it just made sense. And there's, you know, obviously some stuff I needed to work on, but I just wanted to give my life to him. And uh, Chris Schwarzenberger, who uh, leads a church in Spokane. He studied the Bible with me. It was very patient, uh, answered all my questions. And uh, I got baptized uh, February 3rd, 2010, which was my freshman year of high school. Mm. And uh, I haven't looked back. Well, what was it like growing up in Japan? Oh, good question. I, you know, it, when people ask me that, when I was living there, I, I didn't attend a international school. So I was 
the one blonde kid amongst many Japanese kids, as you can imagine that, that picture. And so I didn't really think anything of it. Um, it was definitely different. I, I think I realized the difference once I moved to the States and realized, oh, everybody is like me. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not the only one that is different anymore. Um, and when, you know, while attending a, you know, language school it, or Japanese school, it, it's the same, you know, you make friends. Um, but I think, again, I just noticed the difference once I came back to the States. <laughs> okay. So you, you went to, you, you're in Japan until you were eight or so came to Boise, Idaho, yep. spent most of your time in Oregon, mm-hmm. Southern Oregon. Then you came to Tucson in 2012 with a church planting what did you do after high school? Correct. What? So, uh, yeah, so I moved to Tucson um, the summer before my senior year uh, because you and mom got called to plant the church in Tucson. And so that was that was interesting. I think nobody would choose to try to move schools during their senior year, hmm. um, but God worked it out. And so during my senior year, I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go to school. And... Um, you know, growing up, knowing that I was born in Japan, I've always wanted to go back, always wanted to go back to where I was born and lived, you know, the first eight years of my life. And so um, I was praying about it and God opened up the door for me to go and take a gap year and live in Tokyo uh, before college. And I'm just so grateful for uh, Takeshi and Minami Yamazaki, for Yudai and Ayako Takemoto and Ko and Hana Arai. Uh, They just really welcomed me with warm arms and, uh, you know, to take an 18 year old in a foreign country, um, that's a lot of work. And I was very, you know, immature, uh, but I was just wanting to go on an adventure and to go back to where I was born. And uh, so that's what I did after high school uh, for a year and then went to college. Uh, So you went on a mission team right before your senior year. You went Correct. to, you, you moved to Tucson. What was that? What was that like? Can you t- talk about that? Uh, yeah. To, to be honest, um, moving to Tucson was very difficult. It was very challenging. And I think the hardest part was it was such an exciting time in the kingdom. It was an exciting time in Arizona, exciting time for the Southwest to, to plant this church um, in Tucson. But I just felt so discouraged. I, I remember, probably the first couple months of school, um, I would, you know, the senior year is supposed to be the, the pinnacle, the, the, the seniority, you're supposed to be at the top of your, you know, the food chain, so to speak. And I was just eating uh, by myself. I didn't have any friends. Um, I was on the basketball team, but they just happened to not have the same lunch period as me. And so I would just go to the library and uh, just sit by myself. And, um, you know, that was, that was very challenging, uh, going from a small town in Ashland where I knew everybody, everybody knew me. Um, and my, you know, my life completely flipped upside down and, um, you know, slowly, but surely God just continued to work and it just forced me to rely on him because I had nowhere else to go and really forced me to rely on uh, my family. I don't know, me and my sister, Anne became best friends because I was like, Anne, you're all I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, uh, the mission team was so giving and loving. There's so many college students that always reached out and were willing to hang out with me. And, um, but it, it was interesting because I was so, I felt like I had this inward struggle of trying to establish myself while 
at the same time, there's so many exciting things going on uh, with the mission team, with the inaugural service and um, just doing something new with a family, you know, with you, dad, going back into the full-time ministry and mom, it was an exciting time, but I just felt like this inward struggle. Mm. Um, but it was just, uh, it was definitely a tale of perseverance, um, you know, practically starting over and having to go to a new school and try to establish myself again. It was an experience that I probably would never want to go back to, but I'm definitely grateful that I experienced it because it definitely shaped uh, the man I am today and also helped my relationship with God to grow. I think many people would just really struggle with bitterness, anger, feeling resentment. Um, you've somehow worked it out. You're still still faithful, um, obviously, and, and, and continue to do missionary work. How did you work that out in your mind? I mean, it was obviously a huge sacrifice on your part. Uh, you're starting starting on the basketball team. I mean, you're a big man on campus in high school up in Oregon. How did you kind of work through that so that you could move forward uh, without resentment or, or without looking back and just mm. feeling angry? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes I, I think of like uh, that Robert Frost quote where it's like, go to the left or the right, you know, um, go to the road less traveled. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I just try to stay humble and, and focus on God the best that I can. And I, I think what, what really helped me at the end of the day was um, God truly blessed my effort um, in trying to put him first. And that really encouraged me and uh, helped me to have resolve with, you know, if, quote unquote, what I lost as opposed to what I gained. Mm. Um, I, I think good example of that was um, the biggest thing was being on the basketball team and God worked it out to where I was able to uh, be a starter on um, one of the best, you know, we were the best in Southern Arizona. And so just the way that God worked through that. And then also uh, one of the brothers, uh, Marco Pelzeri, he challenged me to have a Bible talk at my school. And I really didn't want to, I honestly just wanted to <laughs> go through my senior year and not, not give and kind of, kind of escape by, just go to church and be like, okay, well, mail it in essentially blame it on you know you guys blame it on god that i have to be in the situation i'm in but um uh, you know luckily god worked in my heart and i ended up starting a bible talk me and my sister did and it was just um super encouraging because when you're at a place where it's very difficult and challenging you can really see god work mm -hmm. and i remember having just one visitor to a bible discussion and then it was two and then it was four and then it was eight and uh, I finally, the, the real kicker was I put up a sign that said, uh, Bible plus pizza equals total awesomeness. And I printed <laughs> out four posters and put them throughout the school. Um, because I, you know, I knew like, uh, just thinking, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit was, you know, I'm getting some numbers, but I think this can really take it to the top. And so, you know, mom would come to the school with about, I don't know, eight or nine, uh, Domino's pizzas and I would just pick them up and go to whatever classroom I had the Bible discussion in and just would have a Bible discussion. And uh, it was amazing. I think the last one of the year, I think we had 27 uh, students there. Wow. And um, one of the students ended up becoming a disciple was in the campus ministry for a little bit. And so I, I think that's kind of what helps me, um, 
you know, whenever I struggle thinking, oh man, what did I, you know, I lost this or I lost blank, whatever it may be. But the fact that God was glorified, the fact that um, that prepared me for the next step, which was Japan, which I'm really grateful for um, because it's tough to live in a foreign country, but I think God really was preparing me my senior year uh, for Japan. Mm. What, what got you interested in going to Hilo, Hawaii? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, so funny enough, uh, at the end of July, I was visiting, you know, our family friends, dad, Natalie Doe in LA. And I was driving back. It was about an eight hour drive to Tucson. And I had some time to kill, you know, it is a, that's a tough drive. And <laughs> I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do with the time? And I was like, you know what? My dad has got this podcast going and I'm his son. So I, so I should probably start, you know, I should listen to it. <laughs> and so I uh, opened up, you know, the Apple app or whatever and um, stumbled across uh, Brad and Alicia Tomashiro's uh, episode. And, you know, me and Brad uh, go way back. I was coincidentally in uh, Brad's Bible studies, a couple of them uh, as a high school teen. Uh, he was in college. Uh, I think it was one of those situations where there weren't enough numbers. And so I was just at the right place at the right time uh, for a study. And so me and Brad go way back. I really respect him and look up to him and both Alicia. And so I, uh, I decided to listen to that podcast. And so I'm listening to it. And I just got so moved uh, by their hearts and in wanting to go help Hilo uh, as they're moving from Oahu, from the Oahu church to Hilo. And, you know, Brad is going back home and, I was just so inspired. I was like, man, that's so, you know, you love to hear those stories of people doing amazing things. And, uh, but then, you know, you asked them if there are anybody, is there anybody else going with them? And they said, no, and they didn't have any students. And my, my heart just hurt because, you know, I know firsthand leading a campus ministry is very difficult, but to start a new one during COVID is completely you know, it's, it's astronomically di more difficult. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, man, that would just, you know, I hope they can get more, some more support. And <laughs> at the end of the podcast, uh, they asked for people to move there, uh, to help, you know, people go like, can you even work from home? And so I started thinking, I was like, man, what if I, what would that look like if I, I moved, you know, I obviously can't do it. You know, I've got so much going on and, you know, I'm, I'm single. And so I, I started, you know, mentally putting together a pros and cons list of what that would look like for me to even go somewhere for two months. And there was a lot of pros being in Hawaii for two months, going on a complete adventure, um, completely putting myself out of my comfort zone. Uh, just all these things. There's so many pros. And the only con that I could think of was that I would have to go back and tell my my coworkers that I wouldn't be able to join the Raytheon Rec League. <laughs> And if that, that was coming up, the basketball league, you know, I would really disappoint them because, you know, they're really relying on me. And so I was like, wow, I could, I could actually do this, you know, financially I could, I can make it work. And, you know, with work, they, they're allowing me to work indefinitely from home. And so I can work from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I sent, just started getting really excited. I was like, wow, that would really fire me up. That mm -hmm. would really push me. That would really get me excited. Mm -hmm. Um, to just see what would happen. Right. And so I, I slept on it because, you know, I tend to make some decisions that are, I think are just great ideas and ended up not becoming good ideas. So I, I had the wisdom this time to, to sleep on it. And I reached out to Brad and I was like, Hey, Brad, praying for you guys. Is there, any, you know, would it be possible if I could help out? 
you know, I pay my own way and, you know, help out whatever you guys need. And he got back to me shortly thereafter. And um, it was all just a whirlwind. A couple weeks later, I bought a ticket. And three weeks later, I was on a flight to Hilo. So <laughs> it, the how it happened, you know, if you were to tell me, you know, two months ago, even that I was going to be in Hawaii for a couple months helping out the church, you know, hey, I don't even know where Hilo is. Um, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I was I don't even know. And I would be like, uh, I don't think I don't think you know what you're talking about. So it's amazing of what God can do, especially during these times where, you know, you can work from home and um, just the ability to, to go help out is is, is just really cool. That's awesome. What's happened since you got there? Yeah. So, um, I've been here about ooh, five weeks, five weeks now. I'll be heading back here in three weeks or so. Um, it, it, it's been super encouraging. Um, if, if you've been to Hawaii, you kind of picture the, 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 you know, at, at least everyone thinks I'm just on a beach all the time getting a tan, which, you know, I'm still working on that part, but, um, yeah, it, it, the culture is is totally different, and I, and I think that's that's what I learned from my experience in Japan is what works in your culture, your state, your church. You know, it may not necessarily work in a different place, mm. and, and so I think um, just understanding the culture, the the first you know three weeks, you know, and trying to see where the church is at. The church is about twenty four disciples. Um, and the church is amazing, just full of really faithful families who have persevered so much. And, uh, it, it's been so encouraging because the, before Brad and Alicia, there has not been a campus couple on campus, uh, for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is this exciting time of a new age, a new hope of what this church can, can be now that there's going to be a campus presence. And uh, it, it's been it's super encouraging. Uh, on a, during rush week, one of the days I went on campus with Brad after work. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of walking around praying, uh, trying to see, you kind of trying to see the lay of the land, essentially. It was my first time. And um, we walk up to this uh, group of guys and they're playing basketball. And uh, I was in my flip flops and or slippers i guess here um but uh one of the guys called out and said hey would you guys like to play and brad's a wrestler so he obviously said no he's like nope i'm not playing so i said sure why not you know i'm kind of full adventure mode over here even in flip-flops and so we we had a couple runs and you know i was slipping and sliding everywhere and um we ended up getting to talk to the group of guys and most of them were on the baseball team at uh Hilo, and just got to talk and see where they're from a lot of them had just moved there and so just, you know, talking shop, nothing, nothing too major. Uh, well, what ended up happening is the next day Brad was on campus and he ran into one of the guys who we played basketball with and asked him if he had any spiritual interests or wanting to uh, grow in his relationship with God. And he said, yes. Wow. And so they ended up meeting uh, later that week and have been meeting every, every week since. Um, but what's really encouraging is that one guy keeps inviting more and more teammates on it, you know, to the, to the Bible study. That's awesome. So this past week we, we met up with them and there was three of them. And uh, Brad just got a call a couple of days ago saying, Hey, is it okay if I invite more of my teammates? They're, they want to come. Oh and so gosh. obviously Brad said, no, there's a limit, you know, <laughs> people that can come. <laughs> but, you know, so it, it's great to see 
you know, just like from one pickup game, what God can do wow. um, in trying to show athletes, you know, not just to teach them, but to show them what it means to live a godly life. That's fantastic. What's it, what's it like working full-time and doing missionary work? Ooh, uh, it is exciting. You get the best of both worlds. Um, I, I think, I think I just, it's really gratifying because you feel very used and you feel like every day is an adventure and that you can make a difference. Mm. Um, with the time difference, I am working still at Arizona or West coast time. So I, you know, I work from anywhere from five to two or six to three in the morning. And afterwards I kind of, I, I go with a flow out here. You go with a flow and I'm just going with the flow. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, it could be hanging out with people at night. Um, it could be, you know, going to gym, reaching out there, getting time with disciples, whatever it may be. It kind of depends on the day. But I, I, I think that those, that's the first word that comes about to mind is gratifying because what I love about it is you get to, you get to do both well, mm. right? You can really give and honor God at work and also honor God after work. And I, I think that's what's been so encouraging uh, through this process is uh, when my coworkers ask me what I'm doing in Hawaii, right? That's kind of been the talk at work. They're like, this guy James over here is just going to Hawaii for a couple months. And um, it, it's been really good because it's forced me, you know, they've known that I'm a Christian, but now they know that I am a Christian Christian. If that makes <laughs> sense. That, you know, I'm going out to help a campus ministry. And so it, it's really it kind of helped spread the gospel in my workplace, which is great. And also uh, be able to spread the gospel out here in Hilo. So it's been, it's been such an adventure and really exciting. So what do you do for work? So I work uh, at a company called Raytheon Technologies. It's based um, in Tucson. It's a missile company. We make missiles for the government. And so I work in the finance department. Uh, I, I studied at the University of Arizona. I studied finance and uh, graduated in 2018. And shortly after, uh, got the job um, working there. And so I've been at Raytheon for, um, next month will be three years. And so I love my job. Um, I really enjoy the challenge of it and also love uh, being able to, you know, implement Jesus in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Because I think if we truly live out the way that Jesus calls to Live, you know, calls us to live, you can only be successful at work. There, there's no other way. And you can totally be a light. And so I've really enjoyed my job in uh, these past three years. That's awesome. What, what, what gets you up in the morning? What, what motivates you? What, what drives you? Yeah, to be honest, right now, what motivates me or gets me up is my job. I kind of wake up and start work right away. <laughs> so I really have no choice, you know, no no sleeping in for me out here. Can't, uh, can't, can't uh, skip the quiet time or anything like that. But I, I think what, what excites me is just to, to challenge myself, to, to, to see where God can go, is to... to put myself in a position in which only God can move. Mm. And I think that's, that's, what's been great about this experience in Hilo is I'm here for two months and I just ask God for it to feel longer. And it has. Um, but I, I think that's, you know, being, you know, trying to grow the kingdom, I think excites me trying to help people um, in this hurting world excites mm. me. Uh, there's just so much, there's such a huge need 
And, and I think that's, that's what I, it, it, you know, inspires me is, you know, it doesn't have to just be the church leader that does God's will. You know, it, it can, it, it's up to us as well. We're not in the ministry mm. to put God first, to try to make a difference, to try to help that person to know Christ. Mm. And, um, I think just, just being the best that, you know, what God has given me just to make the most of it. Right. What's it like living with Gary and Christy Roberson? Oh man. Yeah. So I, I, I should have mentioned that in the beginning. So Gary and Christy Roberson, they, um, retired in Hilo. They, they were, they decided to not just go to California and golf through retirement, but they wanted to serve God even while being retired. And so they moved out here in 2016 and have been doing an incredible job leaving, uh, leading the church. And so I, I am actually living with them and it has been amazing. Um, I, you know, uh, it, it's, they, they, it's just like, so humble, like humbling because they've kind of treated me as their own. And, you know, we have dinner almost every night. And so we're always laughing, cracking jokes. Uh, we, we made it through the Harry Potter series. And so we, we, we watched all that. Um, we're on to Star Trek now. Um, but I, I think it, it's been so inspiring for me because the fact that they decided to, even in their old age, to pursue God, to make a difference and not, quote unquote, you know, hang up the cleats mm-hmm. is so so inspiring to me and so i'm just learning as much as i can from them and um you know me and gary you know we we went golfing a couple days ago and so just having a great time really learning from them and uh just 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 being around them has been so encouraging that's great when you when you look back what you're 26 now yes okay what what's been your biggest spiritual victory What, what do you look back and go man that was amazing yeah you know luckily there there are a lot um, of really great victories I can think of. I, I think um, I would say, so I, so I spent a year in Japan uh, before college and then, uh, you know, learning Japanese, you know, we, we actually went to the same language school 20 years apart, which is <laughs> amazing. It's a, it's a great connection to have. Um, but, you know, I, I think being out there, uh, going to language school and then helping out the campus kind of, helping out as much as I can. I, I think it was, it was definitely a challenge understanding the culture, understanding not only the culture, but the language. Oh my gosh. You know, there's many times where I would just cry, you know, just like, man, will I ever figure this out? Will I ever, it just felt lonely. You know, I think being in a foreign place, you know, first time on my own, I think it was just challenging. It, it was, it was definitely pushed me um, to, to just, lean on God. And at some points I just felt like, man, am I going to make it? Am I going to really make it through? And luckily I had a really great support system out there. But um, I think at the end of that year, I really felt like, okay, I made some great strides in being able to speak Japanese, um, to be able to understand the culture, to be able to really love the church, to really understand where I'm going, you know, throughout the city. Um, It wasn't until after my sophomore year of college, I had the opportunity to go back for a summer. And, you know, full-time, just help out the campus. And that was probably one of the my best summers mm. I've ever had. And because I felt like I could speak the language. I understood how to get around. And 
you know, it felt like God was really moving powerfully. I remember, you know, just going on campus, you know, trying to speak that Japanese language, you know, trying to chop it up. Uh, but at the end of the summer, we had a barbecue and there's like 30, 35 people uh, of people that, that we've been able to meet in the summer prior. And I just felt like, man, God is really moving. God is not only moving, but is moving in a place where Jesus is not really known. And so I, I would say that was probably the biggest victory. I just felt like I knew the language. I knew the people. I really tried my best to love um, each person I met. And God really moved powerfully. What are your plans for the future? Like when you look 10 years down the line, you could just paint it any way you want. You know, you just kind of like describe it. What would you like to see 10 years down the road? Great question. Uh, one thing I've been learning out here from Brad is it's okay to say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, cause I'm always trying to find the answer for everything. And um, I think 10 years from now, I, to be honest, I'm not sure. I think right now I'm taking it one role at a time with work and seeing where God guides me. And I think that's, what's different about being in the singles is when you're in campus, you have this structure. You think one semester done. Okay. Next. And you kind of know what to, what to expect. And, you know, you have this freedom when you graduate. And so I think for, you know, to answer your question, 10 years down the line, definitely would, I wouldn't mind, um, you know, helping out in Japan. That, that would be a, a dream come true um, to, to help the, the church and to serve in that way. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think I, I kind of milled it in of putting my five-year plan together mm. because God can definitely turn it upside down. I remember putting my five-year plan, was it three years ago, two years ago? Okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to accomplish. And you know, a couple of weeks later, you asked me to lead the campus ministry at U of A. And so, you know, those plans kind of went out the window, mm. right? So um, I, I think I just want to see God, to love him, to be close to him. Mm. And I want to just make a difference. I want to make a difference with my life. I want to make the difference in the lives of other people and you know, love people along the way. Mm. What advice would you give for a person who wants to make this life count? Mm. I, I, I think, I, I think one thing is many people shortchange themselves thinking they can't do it. Um, they say, Oh, that's for other people. It's not for me. Um, and they kind of minimize what they can actually do. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's the thing that, this is probably the, the hardest part is believing that you can make a difference. I think that's step number one, believing that you can, you have the power to change. Sometimes it's easy. And I've, I've definitely fell into this trap of thinking, okay, I'm, I'm this way. I'm always this way. I will never change. Or, you know, I've, I've tried God. I've tried in the past. It didn't work out the way it happened. So I'm not going to try again because obviously you don't want to work through me. And I think there's a lot of negativity that Satan uses to try to bog us down, to make us um, not reach our full potential. And so I, I, I would say that, I would say to to believe that you can change. And I know that probably sounds, you know, not incredibly 
straightforward, but and it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. But I would say that is one thing. I, I would I would also say having really good friends and having good friends that are on the same wavelength as you are, because I think that is how you really see great things happen. Mm. I think for a long time when I was, you know, being in Tucson, I felt alone and felt like I had these dreams and aspirations, but felt like, you know, I could make a difference, but it's not the difference I want to see. And it's not, hasn't been until I've had really great friends around me that are on the same page that are like, Hey, let's, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. Mm. You're here to support me. You've got my back. I've got your back. Let's go make great things happen. I think that's what we're, we're seeing in Tucson is a great um, camaraderie of people wanting to do great things. And so I, I think if you feel like you're wanting to do great things, but you're, you're not seeing the progress, I would encourage you to try to get great friends around you. Right. Right. We're wanting to go in the same direction because that's, that's what we need that, you know, that's, there's a reason why Jesus started with 12, yep. not two, <laughs> <laughs> three, you know, there, there's a, there's a Bible, this, you know, there's a Bible talk. There's a, there's a, there's an energy when you get more than one person going in the same direction. So I, I would say those two things. Knowing what you know now, would you go back and do work remotely and do missionary work? Would you do this again? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, hundred percent. I think it's really pushed me out of my comfort zone. I know I've said that before. Um, but I think it really humbles me and really opens up my eyes to what little you can do to make a huge difference. Mm. Um, for example, um, when I arrived here in Hilo three days later, the governor said, don't come to Hawaii. Please don't, you know, due to the COVID cases, please don't. So, you know, COVID has, you know, we're meeting on, we're meeting, um, the church is meeting over Zoom. And so it's limited the ability to, to meet the church, um, at least from my perspective. And what's funny is essentially one interaction could be the only interaction you have with a person. Mm. And so, for example, this one guy in the church you know, I gave him a big hug in one of our D groups. Well, now I'm known as this bear hugger from the mainland, <laughs> right? Um, and I think we, we, we really shortchange ourselves of what the impact we can make mm. by just truly loving other people, mm. by texting them, seeing how they're doing, by grabbing lunch, by inviting other people to church. We, sometimes we, I, I know from myself, I can overcomplicate it. I, I think, okay, I need to you know, reach out to 10,000 people before I can make a difference. And to be honest, it's just, it could be just one, hmm. you know, in, in my case, it was a basketball game in which I was in flip flops in the rain and slipping all over the place. That's resulted in this, you know, uh, baseball Bible talk here at Hilo. Right. And so I, I think that's what, that's what it's really taught me. It's really kind of excited, really revived my faith, not revive, but really increase my faith. Like Timothy says, you know, fans or Paul says that Timothy fans of flame. Um, but it, it, it's just been really encouraging 
to and gratifying to do both to work to make a difference through work but also to make a difference and especially in a small church because i think sometimes you know i'm speaking to that that person who's in a bigger ministry who feels like they can do more but they're, they're just like, maybe the opportunity isn't there. Mm. And I just want to, I just want to talk to you. You know, you can go to a small church and make such a huge difference. Mm. It can be such a source of encouragement and really change people's lives in ways that you wouldn't even think possible. Mm. And I think that's what I'm realizing is just the little things that you can do really make a big difference. Yeah. So I would, I would highly encourage people to, to do this more. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to commit your life to it. But I think doing two months, three months, you know, with the right situation, it can, you can really, it will not only benefit your relationship with God, but it will have a tremendous impact with the people that you uh, become in contact with. That's awesome. I just got to ask you, James, are you going to the CLIMB conference this December? I am. I am. I'm fully registered, ready to go. And uh, I, you know, by no means, I am not a church leader. Right. Um, But I'm excited to go because I just, I want to learn. And growing up in a small church, I have a, I have a, a, a real passion for small churches because I feel like if we're going to reach the world, it's going to be through people who aren't financially on staff who are making a difference after work. Hmm. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. It's just to, to make, to grow my network of other people who are wanting to make a difference and, you know, just to, just to see what God can do through that conference. I'm really looking forward to it. Hmm. Well, James, thank you for joining the program today. Of course. Thanks dad. I, I just want to say one last thing. I just want to thank you um, because I remember clearly you know, we are having this conversation about the podcast over dinner one night. And, it, and it's so encouraging to see what can happen from one conversation to now. And I just want to thank you for the difference you've made. Um, because, I, you know, I don't think many people know, you know, you do this for free. You know, this is totally out of um, your initiative. This is because you want to serve the kingdom of God. And it's just been amazing because I've been traveling the country and so many people are so encouraged by what you've been able to put together, the people you've been able to interview, the, pro- the, the, the product that you've been able to produce has just been amazing. Mm. And so I just want to thank you, you know, that your initiative not only has changed so many people's lives, but it's also inspired me to go to Hawaii for two months, <laughs> right? So I just want to thank you because I know it's a lot of work. It's a lot of t- It's pretty, it's tough. It's challenging to work people's schedules, but I really want to thank you for just the, the time that you've put into it. Cause it's really made a difference in, in my life. So right. thank you. Thank you, James. I am super proud of you and Thanks, proud man. of what you're doing, the way you're living your life. Appreciate and it. I, I talked to Nathan Tripke and I want to put together a series on mobile missionaries and what you guys are doing is awesome. And I just told Nathan, I said, I wish there were a thousand people like you guys just going all over to make a difference. And Mm -hmm. I'm inspired by what you're doing and I want to wish you all the best. And I know your mom 
and I can't wait for you to come back, but we're super proud of what you're doing. <laughs> can't wait for that. I know, I know. Back. I miss you guys. Definitely I miss, miss you guys. You. All right. Thanks yeah. for the time. Love you. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.